0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Holding On with Holder, where I talk to interesting people about interesting topics. My name is Steve Holder, and I am your host. My guest this evening is Ashley Seymour, recovering addict, busy mom, and all-around good person. Welcome, Ashley.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: I'm glad you are here. So you want to tell us a little about your background, and how would you describe yourself?
1: Um, Well, I was born in Kingsport, Tennessee. I'm 34. Um, Just a small town girl, (laughs) really. um, I started uh, dabbling in drugs when I was about 12 or 13 um, while I was in in school. Um, And then it, it came to I was doing drugs every day in school, couldn't get good grades. I got good grades before the drugs, but um, finally got sober when I I was about 26, 27. And yeah, here I am now,
0: okay.
1: a mom. I'm so, a waitress. at. Okay. Did you
0: do yeah, a lot wait- of different drugs when you were doing drugs?
1: Yes. Um, started off with alcohol um and then and went to uh, pills um my mom was also a drug addict so i had you know the ability to get my hands on all different kinds of things um my friends grandparents you know they had prescriptions so they would bring stuff to school and it just started from there
0: yeah so what was your drug of choice
1: um probably pills um i would say anything that would bring me down and and make me not out you know yeah bring me out of reality yeah and i was also addicted to opiates
0: and that's hard to beat. we all know that right
1: yes yeah i tried going um you know the route of suboxone clinics and all that but it just made it worse
0: yeah did your drinking and drugging uh, ruin a lot of your relationships, family, and friends?
1: Oh yeah, some still won't even talk to me. Really? Yes, but that's okay. That's their problem, not mine.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, how old were you when you became it became obvious that you had a serious problem and you had to do something about it?
1: Seventeen. Um, Seventeen. That's when I knew that I couldn't go a day without taking it, or I would be sick.
0: Yeah. did you get involved with crime in any way to make get money for your drugs like a lot of oh, yes.
1: yes um i would rob cars um i would wait until people came out of the pharmacy and run by them and grab their bag mm. um, i would my ex-husband would steal from walmart and i would take it back so there's a few I I can go to a couple of Walmarts, but there's one I can't go to still. Um, yeah, a lot of crime, a lot of jail time, um, homelessness. <clears throat> um, not fun at all.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know about that jail time and homelessness, it sucks.
1: Yes, I'm grateful for it, though.
0: You feel like you needed to do all that to get to where you are now?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. And it made me more of a sympathetic person. Um, yeah. if, if I would have grown up with, you know, the things that I had given to me, uh, I would never understand what it's like to be in somebody's position,
0: yeah. um,
1: you know, so I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah. Did you have to do a lot of time in jail?
1: Um, in total, probably about two years off and on. Yeah.
0: Oh, did you get all the probation and everything behind you? Or are you totally free of all that?
1: Yes, finally. Um, when I first got sober, well, the second time after I relapsed, I went to treatment and I had a few um, warrants out for my rest. And I knew when I got out of treatment that I would have to, you know, deal with that eventually, someday. Um <clears throat> but finally it caught up to me um i was driving to do a, a 12-step call and uh, i didn't have a license got pulled over and i had to go for about 75 days to three different counties and uh, was on four different probations um and got off of all of them
0: that's a big load off isn't it
1: yes Yeah, I remember it was at least once a week um, I was having to go do something involving court or probation when I first got out of rehab or out of jail. Didn't have a license, so I had to rely on people in the recovery community and um, my boyfriend who I met in treatment. Um, I don't suggest that, (laughs) um, but it worked
0: out for us. Yeah. Yeah. So what made the difference finally, Ashley? What made the difference to where you could do without the drugs and alcohol?
1: Loving myself. Uh, finding out who I truly was uh, through the 12 steps. Um, that right there. Um, and also having people around me who understood and who had done the same things and that are living a successful life now.
0: You yeah. Know? It's always good to have somebody that's been through it to show you the way.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had no faith that that I could do it because I was different, you know. But then I got to know people who were just the same as me, even had worse stuff that happened to them than I could ever imagine, you know. And they still are doing the thing.
0: Yeah. Now you're married with a few kids, right?
1: Not married yet. We're okay. No, we're hoping to get married this year sometime
0: okay well congratulations
1: I was wanting to get my teeth <laughs> thank you I was wanting to get my teeth first
0: yeah you showing off those pretty teeth I've seen it on Facebook congratulations
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah drugs took my teeth from me so I finally got some better ones <laughs> yeah.
0: so how many kids do you have
1: I have four um and then mm-hmm. I have four stepchildren. Um, I don't have my two girls. Um, I had to give my first girl up for adoption. I don't tell many people that. Um, I was in the midst of my drug addiction and I couldn't take care of her. So I gave her up for adoption. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I have another daughter who I don't have custody of.
0: Yeah. Do you still go to 12-step meetings?
1: Not anymore, no.
0: So, what do you? How do you get your support now? What's your support system?
1: Um, my family, um, <clears throat> my coworkers. I still talk to people, and they do go to 12 step meetings. You know, it just um, it got too much for me, and it took me away from my family. And you know, I um, I still do the twelve steps. Um, I still help others, um, work with the homeless community some, yeah. and, um, that ha- is what I have found, um, you know, fills my soul is trying to help people yeah. in the homeless community. Yeah.
0: And how do you help people that are trying to get sober? What you tell them your story or how do you help?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tell them my story. I don't hold anything back. I make everything about me, um, you know, public. That way, if anybody is struggling with anything that um, I have went through, they can look at me today and see that, you know, they can do it too.
0: Yeah. And that's important. We need people yeah. to look at say, yeah, if he or she can do it, then I can do it too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what advice would you give to someone new in recovery just trying to learn how to live without alcohol and drugs?
1: Um, build up your support group and pick up that phone. Um, call anyone and everyone that will listen to you.
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm. And surround yourself with people that, you know, you want to be like because who you, I believe that who you're around is who you become.
0: And that makes a lot of sense, and that's really important. Yes. I remember when I first got sober many years ago, uh, my old drinking buddies came around for a little while, but then when I said, no, I don't want to drink, they, they didn't understand. Oh, you can drink just one.
1: Yeah. And I realized
0: right quick, I cannot hang around with them people anymore. You know? no, nope. No way.
1: Not at all. Yeah.
0: So did you read a lot of recovery literature when you were first getting sober?
1: Oh, yes, I did both NA and AA. I was um, hardcore gung-ho, probably going to three or four meetings a day. Um, I I chased my recovery like I chased my dope and that's how I got clean.
0: And that's necessary.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: So do you still read recovery literature?
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Do you find that helps you to be serene and keep your peace of mind?
1: Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I still do my prayer and meditation every night, um, you know. And I try to pick out my um, my flaws as I see them and change yeah. them, you know.
0: Yeah. So what's your favorite recovery book?
1: Um, probably the original, the um, Alcoholics Anonymous book yeah it's, it's beautiful helped,
0: yeah it's definitely helped a lot of people including me
1: oh yeah yeah
0: so do your friends and family support your support your recovery they oh yeah. yeah
1: yes for sure
0: do you journal i know a lot of people in recovery like to journal is that something that you do
1: um no not really yeah. <laughs> yeah. no um I mainly do it all up here, you know, um, prayer at night, meditation, listening through the day, you know.
0: So do you keep up with politics and current events? Yes, I do. Okay. Then let's talk a little bit about politics and current events.
1: Let's do it. All right.
0: (laughs) Are you a Democrat? No. I know you're not a Republican. No. No. So what are you?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't put labels on it. I'm a, a human being who cares about other human beings and um, that doesn't like to put herself in a box, you know. Um, I just believe in letting people live the way they need to live. And as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah.
0: Do you think capitalism should be done away with?
1: Yes and no. Um, you know, capitalism is there for a reason. Um, you know, if it wasn't for capitalism, we wouldn't have you know little little restaurants becoming chains like Pals, you know, McDonald's, things like that. Um, but on the other hand, these companies don't care about their workers, all they because they can just get another one, you know. Yeah. Um, so, it's yes and no. Yeah.
0: I really get tired of hearing people say, well, there's all these jobs available at fast food places. People don't want to work. I think, well, if you pay them enough money to where it makes sense to work, then they will work, you know?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the restaurant industry, which I work in, is really struggling right now. But, like you said, if, if they would pay us more and... Give us benefits you know which my company does um but other companies do not and and that's that's what we need is um i think the whole customer first idea um and the customer is always right um i think that needs to change uh-huh. because it abuses the employees
0: well, have you been abused and treated badly before? yeah
1: yeah. yeah, I've had to go into the um <clears throat> into the walk-in and cry. Um, right. I've had to send managers out, you know, to talk to people who just, you know, are just being mean. And I'm just. Are you a waitress good. or a
0: cook, or what do you do?
1: I'm a waitress.
0: Okay. Do yeah. you do good with tips? Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah, I can't complain about that.
0: I'm sure you earn it.
1: Yeah, I love my job. And I think that's a part of it. I like I like for people to, you know, have a good dining experience and, you know, maybe a couple laughs. And I I read I read people and I can pretty much tell how they want their service, you know, so I try to accommodate and I don't have to take my work home with me. You know, I'm there, get my work done and go home, you know.
0: And I imagine sometimes you have to deal with customers who are drunk or high on drugs.
1: Yeah, that's happened quite a few times, yeah.
0: Is that more of a challenge, you think, than it would be if you weren't recovering yourself?
1: Uh, the challenge is um, not intruding and, you know, not trying to offer help because, you know, I, I see it every day and it, it makes my heart sad but what can you do yeah. you know
0: yeah i'd love to just reach out and help everyone but that, that can't happen yeah so did you ever consider getting into politics
1: no um not at all i don't i never liked politics i never followed them until mm-hmm. um until the orange man came in the picture, I knew nothing about it. Honestly.
0: Yeah. And I think me and you both kind of got wrapped up in that last year, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do your does your family and friends generally go along with your politics?
1: Um, I choose my friends, so yes. <laughs> um. I have some friends on the opposite side, I guess you would say, Um, and I don't, I have lost some friends, I can tell you that. And I have made some family really mad to where they don't wanna talk to me anymore, but I mean, it came to the point where you have to draw a line in the sand. And um, I drew that line, you know.
0: So what do you think about the current state of the world?
1: It's sad. I I just want, I want it, I want it to be peaceful. Um, But people have to fight over religion and politics. And, you know, these people really don't even care about us to begin with. Some of them. Most of them. Yeah.
0: So, do you think that there is really a big racial problem in America? Is systemic racism a real thing?
1: Yes, absolutely, without a doubt, one hundred percent. Yes.
0: Yeah. I hate to hear people say that it doesn't exist. It makes no sense for them to say that. Uh, I like to point out to people, you know, our founding fathers. This country was built by and for rich white men. And for many years, it was only rich white men that could vote. How yep. could anything built on that foundation not be racist and sexist and classist, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I hear a lot of people say that white supremacy and white privilege doesn't exist. I don't. Of course, it's only the white folks that say that, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know for a fact myself, I've experienced uh, white privilege, you know, um, Hey, I remember hanging out with, with, um, black people when I was younger, being told you're going to get in trouble. Um, you know, you're going to get go on the wrong path, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I was actually in a car with, um, Um, a black guy and a couple of other white people and uh, we got stuck in the mud and the cops had to come and you know they were just telling me like little girl you need to stay away from these people Mm -hmm. and then they were questioning this black man and that's the first time I really saw something like that you know Mm -hmm. Um, they were just assuming that he, he, he had us up to no good and that was not the case you know
0: what do you think about the current police brutality situation?
1: It makes me angry, and um, it needs to stop. Yeah. It, it's made me very bitter with, with the police.
0: Yeah. I'm still anxious to see what happens to Derek Chauvin. They found him guilty, but will he go to prison? You know, that's that's the big question, isn't it?
1: Yes, and he better, or yeah. um, there's going to be cities on fire.
0: I'm sure, you know, it's it surprised me that he got convicted on all three charges. To be me honest too. With you. But, you know, it's still not over. No, still not over.
1: It's uh, not, and we got to get those other
0: officers too. Yeah, exactly. I think there are what, three more or four more. I forget which it was. Three more, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are so many instances where this just keeps on happening for no reason, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's sad. And I guess the big surprise to me is that, I mean, we see it now all the time because of people having cell phones that can video it. But, you know, I guess it's been going on all this time. Nobody just didn't realize how serious it was.
1: I I honestly didn't realize how serious it was until last year. Yeah. And I feel bad for not realizing that, but um, it it took a lot of um, <clears throat> it took a lot of self exploration to um, realize I too had racist traits and um, racist things that that I did, like you know, locking a car door when a black man comes around or, you know, and I didn't, I never realized that those were racist actions. So, um, that's something I work on myself every day. Yeah. Now
0: you live in Virginia now, correct? Yeah. Do you think it's any different there from Tennessee as far as the racist situation? No,
1: um, no, uh, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. um probably maybe even a little bit worse because you don't oh. really there's not much diversity over here yeah yeah they have a hill um up here behind the courthouse and they call it inward hill really to this day yes yeah.
0: I mean, um
1: they held a kkk rally on the uh, courthouse steps eight years ago in our town
0: wow yes and I'm sure they still exist, even though they may not meet on the courthouse steps.
1: They do, um, they, they still give out pamphlets, um, they still have meetings, yes. And I'm pretty sure our police force is involved in that too.
0: I wouldn't doubt that, I wouldn't no. doubt that. So what do you think needs to be done in our country to help this situation?
1: I think we need a whole new constitution, a whole new system, for sure. Because you cannot you cannot work with something that's been oppressing people, yeah. um, and you you need to build from
0: scratch. Yeah. Would you vote for Bernie Sanders?
1: I I would, um, I would have. That would have been my choice. I didn't want to vote for Biden, but that's who we were given. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I voted for Bernie twice, both of the times he ran, and you know, in the primaries when I could. But I'm like you; I didn't want to vote vote for Biden, but anybody's better than Trump. You know, I would have voted for a dead dog. <laughs> Trump.
1: Yes, for sure. The way he talked about people, I I was listening to a news clip the other day with his voice, and um, it was like listening to the voice of my abuser you know um uh traumatic like i don't understand what people saw in that man Yeah. except for to further white supremacy yeah
0: so what do you think the minimum wage should be
1: um i think it should be 15 for sure um but I think we need to slowly raise that up, of course, you know, so it doesn't shock the economy. Um, It should have been going up this whole time. Yeah. Um, They should have never let it stay stagnant for that many years, um, especially with inflation going up already, you know? Um, So I think we've kind of worked ourselves into a position where it's gonna be really hard to get out of.
0: Yeah. It's gonna take a lot of people doing a lot of effort making a lot of, sometimes making some concessions and you know.
1: And there's, there's going to be ha- having to be sa- sacrifice, um, you know. People are going to have to sacrifice their, um, their comfiness and you know, we're going to have to strike and show these employers that we are not going to settle for these
0: wages. Well I hope it works out that way, you know. I really do. But in Tennessee with it being a I don't know if it's the same way in Virginia or not, but Tennessee being the so-called right to work state, that means they can definitely get away with anything.
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't worked here in Virginia much. Um, but I do know they raised our minimum wage to 950 here. Did they? They did. Um, and I I believe our governor really does care. Um, he's done a lot of things to combat social or racial injustice, and um, you know uh, he got a, got rid of the death penalty, which I 100% agree with because um, there's no need to put somebody to death that could have possibly not committed the crime. You know,
0: yeah. yeah, I agree with you there, and it's certainly not uncommon, really, to find out that people that they put in prison really weren't guilty you know that that happens all the time
1: yeah there's a man uh, named Purvis Payne actually that they're going to put to death and he is um innocent of his his crime in Tennessee
0: I've heard that name but I don't remember the story
1: um well supposedly he he was charged with rape um, but it was actually he was going to her a white woman's aid. And um a white a white man had raped her, and this Purvis Payne man got arrested and charged with what this other man did.
0: Yeah. Pervis is a black guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't surprise me. You know, that doesn't surprise me. Not at all. So what do you think about the free Britney movement?
1: I 100% agree with it. Um, I the media the media has got to have some kind of uh, regulation or so, something on it because they have they have done this to her and to many other people um, who have celebrity status. If you look at all the child stars, um, they're messed up in the head. And um, the media followed her around everywhere and she just got messed up from it, you know. And um, I don't believe she needs to be under that conservatorship. Yeah. For those who
0: don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Brittany Spears, who
1: for many years now, I
0: think, what, 10 or 15 years, her dad has had the full right, power of attorney over everything she owns. Yes. And that's something she's trying to get overturned. And I think there's some progress made, but she's still not totally free to get all of her millions.
1: Yeah, it's sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, Ashley, thank you very much for being my guest. Is there anything else you want to say that I haven't given you an opportunity to say about anything?
1: Um, No, I just want... um people to know if you're struggling with any kind of addiction or mental issue um it's not too late don't give up on yourself um i love my life today and um back then i just wanted to die i wanted it to end and um i thank god it didn't know
0: yeah so you've been clean and sober three years now is that right six and a half oh i'm sorry six and a half
1: awesome yeah
0: Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thank you again for being my guest. Folks, thank you for tuning in to Holding On With Holder. Please subscribe to my channel and feel free to share this video all over social media. Mm -hmm. Ashley, I will let you go and thank you again for being my guest. Thank you. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.